Hello friends, how are you doing? I am actually hella tired. I think it's the new moon, I'm not really sure, but um, I woke up at 2.30 and just could not sleep. So I went outside actually in my backyard and I journaled for like an hour and a half. And then I came back inside around 4, but I, I could not fall asleep even after that. Um, so... <laughs> I am here on like no sleep, but I said that I would show up today and so here I am recording. I actually, I understand how ridiculous this is, but I'm actually in my hall closet right now because I wanted to have as little stimulation as possible. I really wanted to just be able to focus on what I'm saying to you guys today. Um, and not have like bright lights and noises and and things in my backyard distracting me. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Emma B. Um, my last name is actually Bronaw, but nobody can say that. So just leave it at Emma B. That's fine. Um, I am a military spouse and I'm also obsessed with personal development and I'm a very spiritual person, so I have brought all three of those things together into this podcast, um, and I am obsessed with this community, and I'm so happy that you are here. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the real reason why your career may be suffering as a military spouse. So what I mean by this is that I hear time and time again, whether it's active duty or officer spouses feeling like the jobs that we get are below our, you know, below what we are capable of or that they're miserable. The people that we work with are miserable. Maybe you just had to take what you could get. Um, a lot of people like myself have trouble even finding jobs in the first place. And then I also hear a lot of spouses who maybe try to take on an MLM or start their own business, just really have trouble making money at all. Um, so that's what I mean by your career may be suffering. Um, if you are feeling any type of way like that, then definitely continue listening. This episode is for you. So I want to start off by acknowledging that military spouse discrimination is a real thing. I think that a lot of times we want to act like it's not because that's a scary thing, right? That That's something really frustrating to own because it's yet another way we feel like we don't have control um, in our lives and that's upsetting. And so I just, I just want to acknowledge that the military is a difficult situation to be in. You know, this is not a life we chose. This is a life that our spouses chose. Um, and so it's just, it can be very frustrating at times. And the career situation is probably the biggest complaint that I hear. Um, there's a USO study that was done in 2018 that also lists um, the inability to have steady career options. Um, really being the number one thing that negatively impacts um, military spouses. I think the fear also arises that if we're unable to maintain a steady career while we're in the military, that our careers out, you know, past the military once our spouses are out, 
um, will also be negatively effective, uh, affected. And, you know, that's really, really scary to think that your entire life could be impacted by this one decision. So again, I just, I do want to acknowledge these really serious external factors that are going on in our day-to-day lives. They do exist, um, and I have experienced them firsthand myself. But what I want to challenge is that these external factors are actually only part of the problem. My personal opinion is that 85% of our lives are actually under our control. That means that only 15% of your life is dictated by these external circumstances. This may be really hard to digest, but this means that while these external things exist and happen and are frustrating and do have an impact on us, they're not the full story. We still have ways in which we can take control of these situations and turn them into positives and make it work for us rather than feeling like we're constantly fighting against something. So I'm going to give you five reasons today why your career may be suffering that has nothing to do with these external circumstances like discrimination or moving too often or living in a really small town. So the five are, I'm going to go through them really fast, and then I will go back and explain each one of them. So here are the five. One, that you don't actually want any of the jobs that are available to you. Number two, that you think your worth is tied to having a job. Number three, actually that you have bad money habits or bad money beliefs that are impacting your job and your ability to earn money. Number four, maybe you feel like you have something to prove. Number five, that there's some sort of benefit from staying miserable. Now, these are not in any order whatsoever. I don't, um, none of these are like more important than the other. Only you are going to be able to determine you know, which of these are affecting you and which are not. I can tell you right now, all of these have affected me. um, And it took me years of working through them and finding jobs and hating jobs for me to even realize that any of these were going on. So now that I have gone through all of them, I want to go back and explain what I mean by each of them. So again, we're talking about the five reasons the five real reasons why your career may be suffering. Number one, that you don't want the jobs that are available to you. So it is my belief that the universe gives us what we want. This, you may think of this as manifestation. It's a law of attraction. Um, If you believe in God, you may believe in his providence and prayer and petitioning all of that jazz. And so this kind of relates to that. So if I say, oh, I really, really want this job that I saw on Indeed because I need a job. But deep down, you don't actually want that job. You're not going to get it. So if you're having trouble securing a job in the first place, this may be the reason. 
So I'm going to give you a personal example. I spent, I would say, a year and a half searching for jobs after my son was born. I, after a year of staying at home with him, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'm going to go try to get a job and earn money so that I feel productive. The problem was, you know, for various reasons, and we could argue whether or not I was being reasonable in thinking this, but for various reasons, I didn't want any of the jobs that were here in Abilene. Abilene, Texas is not the biggest job market, people, okay? (laughs) Um, So, and it's three hours away from any big city. So while I do know people who commute actually to Dallas um, to work, it's a three hour drive each way. And I was not willing, I wasn't willing to do that. I, I, you know, I have a kid and so that wasn't an option for me. And so I didn't want any of the jobs here. I didn't want to be a secretary anymore. I didn't want to work for a nonprofit anymore. I, I, you can call me a brat, call me what you want, but I did deep down, I didn't want any of the jobs. And so I wasn't getting them. Now, at the time, if you would have asked me what was going on, I never would have said that. I never would have looked at you and been like, oh, I actually don't want any of these jobs. No, I would never have said that. It did. It, it took me looking in hindsight for me to be able to see this, but it took me years to get to a place where I was happy with my career, which is what I'm doing now. And my hope is that I can point these issues out to you and you can start asking yourself these really hard questions so that you don't have to go through the years of trying and trying and wasting time and doing resumes and doing interviews just to not get the jobs you're applying for. All right, so number one, you don't actually want any of the jobs that are available to you. The second reason why your career might not be working in your favor right now is that you are making your worth tied to the job. I am probably still working on this, but especially in my past, if I felt like if I did not have a job, I was basically useless. Um, That year that I stayed at home with my son was so, was such a struggle for me because I was so stuck on the idea that when I got out of college and after I got married, I would be a career woman. I immediately thought that I was going to have an eight to five and do that for until I was 70. You know, that was my idea of myself. And it was my opinion that if I didn't have a job or anybody that didn't have a job, it seemed to me that they were either mooching off of their spouse or they were lazy. And Now I know that that is completely wrong on top of the fact that if you're a parent and you're staying at home with your child, that is a job. Like that is probably the most productive job that humanity can offer. You know, raising a child is is just the most important work that there is to do, right? So the idea that I was lesser or that I was useless or that I was disappointing my husband or that people thought negatively of me because I was staying at home was really impacting not only my ability to get a job because I was putting so much pressure and tension and 
not lying, but, but really trying to manipulate resumes and manipulate interviews because I was so desperate. And then once I got the jobs, I was still miserable and I was sitting there wondering, well, why am I still unhappy if I got this job that I wanted? It was because I had thought the whole time that my worth was tied up in having a job, but that's not true. Our worth is inherent, right? And so when when we say that, oh, this thing will make me happy or this thing will give me value, when we get that thing, we're disappointed because it doesn't give us the feeling that we're craving. So even though I had this job, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling like purposeful. I wasn't feeling worthy because I was looking to an external thing to give me that instead of finding it internally within myself. Um, and this is a massive, massive topic that I'm not going to fully go in today, but you are not going to be happy, fulfilled, have a successful career, make a ton of money if you are not finding your worth and your value and your happiness within yourself first. The third reason is that you have a bad relationship with money. So here's what I mean by this. Again, remember with number one, how I talked about the universe is going to give you what you want. Let's say I have this belief that rich people are bad or that people with a lot of money are selfish if they don't give it all away or that if I have a lot of money, then I'm going to be responsible for my other family members and I don't want to be responsible for my other family members. Therefore, deep down, I don't actually want money. If I think that having money is bad... That means that deep down in my subconscious, I don't want it. So again, you can tell yourself all day long, I want money, I want money, I want money, but the universe is reacting to your subconscious beliefs. If your subconscious is still in that state of money is bad, well, the universe isn't going to give you what you don't want. The universe is always working in your favor. It's always working to deliver you what you desire. So in order to earn money as a military spouse and otherwise, in order to have a job that gives you a really great income, in order to have a successful MLM business, you have to have a good relationship with money. You have to subconsciously know that money is just a tool. Money is not good or bad. You have to be comfortable and okay with wanting money. This is another huge one is if I want money, I'm a bad person. If I want money, I'm greedy. So uh, uh, another issue is that people get money, but then they can't hold on to it. Like it, they, they spend it really quickly and unknowingly or they get a massive bill like right after they get a check. Um, That used to happen to me, actually. For example, we would get, like, a couple thousand dollar tax return when we first got married. And to us, that was, like, we thought we made it big, you know. And the next day, like, the car transmission would need to completely get redone. Because I had this belief that money was bad. So I wasn't keeping it. We were not keeping it. So if you feel like you are having problems with keeping money, with earning money in general, um, with getting clients, maybe you have a business where you're relying on clients, 
please go and check your money beliefs. Um, again, this is worthy of an entire podcast episode on its own, so I won't continue to go into it, but um, really working on how you relate to money is, is going to be massive for you. Okay, so the fourth reason why your career may be suffering as a military spouse is that you think you have something to prove. So the difference between this and the first uh, reason that I shared, which is that you don't want the jobs that are available to you, is um, with this fourth one, I'm talking about maybe you already have a job, but it's miserable. Like you literally hate it. And um, your career isn't successful because you don't like the people maybe that are in charge of you, or you don't like your coworkers, or you feel like you're being held back by the individuals that are surrounding you. Are you walking around daily in your office trying to prove, and it also coincides with the second one, are you trying to prove that you're worthy of this job? I know um, my most recent nine to five that I had, I was very aware of the military spouse discrimination issue. And I really did a lot of research on what I was required to reveal versus what I didn't have to reveal in an interview. And so I almost felt like I was being manipulative once they hired me. I was like, oh my God, but you don't realize that I could move at any moment, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so when I was doing my job, I felt like I had to prove to them that even if I did have to move, I was worth the job. Like, I was just waking up every day like, oh my God, how am I going to get them to like me? How am I going to prove to them that I, this wasn't the worst decision they ever made? I, I, I was not being genuine. I was not relating to them on a human level. I was being very forceful, trying to get my way, trying to prove that my ideas were good ideas, that I could handle the pressure even when maybe I shouldn't have. Um, I would argue with my boss because I was this justice pioneer and thought that I had all the good new ideas. I was going to implement them. I'm going to show her what I can do. I'm going to surprise her. Like, you know, just forcing, forcing, forcing. And going back to that feeling of just so desperate, so desperate for my worth to be fulfilled, for them to see that I was worthy of their time. And I am definitely not the only military spouse to experience this. We feel like we're compensating for our husband's careers in the ways that our lives are really unstable. Um, You know, there are a lot of times my husband was deployed and I had to go pick up my son from daycare for the fifth time in a row. Um, because he had a fever and my boss would be pissed at me because I would have to leave work early. And so when I was at work, I was just trying to prove to her that I wasn't a terrible worker and the desperation and the need for the need for approval taints the relationships and people do not like desperate desperation. They don't want to be around it. It's not fun. I mean, if you take a second and think about, like, maybe somebody at your job that is a kiss-ass or who is just so desperate to people-please, 
I mean, people don't like them, right? That it's just, it's such a low vibe. People don't want to be around that kind of energy. Um, and, and I think also too, people may feel really attacked by that. And when people feel attacked, they put their defenses way up and they're strong. Um, and so we have to do what we can at work, especially because they're such like work relationships are strange. Like, I, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I just feel like office relationships are really complicated and really strange. Um, and it's like always a catch 22 situation. So especially at work, you want to make sure that you're going in with the sense of peace and everything is working in your favor and what will be will be and you're going to do your best but knowing that your best is all you can do and that your worth is not tied to their opinions it's not tied to a conversation that you have or did not have and ultimately most likely long term this one job this one boss this one colleague is not going to be the difference in your life long term so really take a look at if you're walking around your job with this sense of you've got to prove something because friend you're never going to prove it to them they're not going to see something if they don't want to see it strip yourself of that desperation and that need to people please because it's doing you more harm than good all right so the fifth reason the fifth and final reason why your career may be suffering as a military spouse is that there's some sort of benefit from staying miserable with your career. This is the hardest one, um, I think, to absorb. This idea is called a second gain. So if you hear in the spiritual or personal development community people talking about a second gain, this is is what that is. Um, So let me give an example again of my personal life. Um, Before I started this business, I would go to Christmases, family gatherings, to my friends um, that lived in big cities, just complaining, complaining, complaining about how I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a job. And complaining, complaining, complaining about deployments and how I'm a single mom for a third of the year and you know, I have no time for friends. I wake up and exercise, then go to work, then take care of my kid, then go to sleep. And what I realized, unfortunately, again, only in hindsight, is that I was taking on the identity of a martyr. I found a real weird pleasure in being able to prove to people that I was suffering because I couldn't control my life, but I felt like I could control it in this weird way of like, well, if I'm going to be irritated, then I'm going to milk it. Like I'm, I am going to get all of the pity and the hugs and the, oh, Emily, but you're doing such a great job. You know, all the attaboys that I could get out of people. The truth is, is that again, The universe is only bringing you what you actually want. And when I looked at the second game, man, I did not want to be happy in my jobs. 
I wanted to be able to use these excuses as why I wasn't getting anything done. Um, I used Finn as a reason for not applying to jobs when I was staying at home with him. Um, not getting jobs before I got my last one. It's I should do a story on like what happened my life because I feel like this is very confusing. But before I got the job that I inevitably had last, um, I was really afraid of going back to the nine to five again because before I had my son, I was at a nine to five and I was miserable. For a really long time, I wasn't able to get a job because <laughs> I didn't want a nine to five. I was scared of it. Um, but instead of admitting that, I would stay in the story of, oh, the military sucks. Oh, Abilene sucks. I can't get a job. My life would be so much better if I could just get a job, but I can't get one. Um, and it was because I was really benefiting from the reactions of other people who had pity on me. Um, and I got benefit from my husband even saying like, oh my God, Emily, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry that my decision has negatively impacted you this way. Like, I got real satisfaction out of that. Not gonna lie, you know? Um, and as messed up as that is, I think that that afflicts more of us than, than um, we'd like to admit. So I really, really challenge you to think about that. What are some second gains that you're getting from being the martyr, from being that miserable military spouse you know are are you do you enjoy when your commander looks at you and goes you know we couldn't do this without the military spouses i know i did um it's nothing to be ashamed of and we're not going to be able to change and you know make our lives look any better until we begin to admit this to ourselves so it's tough but but I really really encourage you to do this work of looking at yourself and looking at the things that you're kind of hiding behind you know okay so in order to summarize the five real reasons why your career may be suffering as a military spouse is one you don't actually want the jobs that are available to you two you think your worth is tied in a job Three, you have negative relationship with money. Four, you think you have something to prove to the people that you work with. And five, that you're having some second gain from staying miserable with your career. If any of these things related to you, if you felt like um, this was the nail on the head for any of you, then please, please go to my Instagram at hello, I'm Emma B. And let me know. I want, I want to know if you've experienced any of this. I'm really curious to see if... Um, this is your experience. I know at um, Dias Air Force Base, this is the experience for a lot of people. Um, so just let me know. And then also, please go to the link that's in my bio. I have a 30-day finding yourself challenge that you can find. It's completely free. It's um, a PDF that I have made. It's like 45 pages. It's really valuable. It kind of summarizes um, all of the beliefs that I just threw at you, like manifestation and the law of attraction and second gains, um, you, I, I go a bit more in depth into all of that on this PDF. So if you need more support or more um, clarity on any of those ideas, go download my free 30-day finding yourself challenge. You can find that again 
in the link in my Instagram bio at hello, I'm Emma B. I will talk to you later, guys. Bye.